The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. The Bavada at Odds Podcast. My name is Seth Everett. I'm joined by the head odds maker at Bavada, Patrick Morrow, as we break down the latest odds in all the major sports. NFL week to week as the playoffs are upon us. We'll break down the latest odds plus the futures. It's the Bavada at Odds podcast. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. It is Super Bowl week. Yes, the Kansas City Chiefs. Oddly enough, Brad, I guess in reality, too, they are the visiting team. I would thought that the uh, the team with the better record would be the home team in the Super Bowl. But they are actually literally visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I believe that they played early They're in the season. They're literally visiting. Yeah, they are. Um, but, yeah, it, it was weird. I don't know if they just rotate. Because, you know, some teams are the home team. Some teams, sometimes teams are the away team. I wonder if they just rotate it year after year. You know, one year it's the yeah, AFC. I, I, don't well, know. I don't know how they figure that. But but does it really matter? I mean, what does that yeah. mean? That that one calls the coin toss and yeah. the other doesn't? I guess that's the only thing, right? I think one or gets which... to call the to- coin toss and they might decide on uniforms. But that's literally it, you know? Well, how about this? This would be interesting. Let's say they designate the Bucs as the visiting team in the Super Bowl, even though clearly they are not. Yeah. They would go to the other locker room. That would be interesting. <laughs> that would that's be funny, weird, right? right? That would be funny. They have and to maybe go. Maybe that's happening. That could be happening this week. Yeah, it is wild. Um, so look, you know, we got uh, the prop bets. I, I got to say, uh, Brad, the prop bets this year. Um, they weren't as funny. Like last year, I thought a lot of these were funny, but I do have some good prop bets, some player props, all that stuff that I want to dig into. Obviously, we got all that stuff from Bavada Sportsbook as usual. Um, and, um, you know, we're going to talk about the game, obviously make our picks, our official picks. And But before we start that, I actually want to talk about the big news that dropped. Um, you know, Stafford is going to Detroit. I'm sorry, Golf is going to Detroit. Stafford is going to the Rams. Uh, the f- complete package for that. Um, as I understand it, obviously nothing is finalized because the new league year hasn't started. So they have to wait like a month before it happens, but it's reportedly, you know, obviously golf and and Stafford. And then the Rams are also sending two firsts. I believe it's a 2021 and a 2022 first, and then a third round pick. I forget which year it is. So the Rams had to send more to get Stafford. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Okay. What do you think about that? I got to say, um, I, look, I, I think for the quarterbacks, you know, well, I shouldn't even say that because I think Goff really kind of got kicked in the kicked in the stones on this one. Um, uh, how so? Well, I mean, he went to Cal, then he goes to the Rams. He's married with Sean McVay, a good offensive head coach. Goes to a Super Bowl in what his second or third? I guess his third yes. year. Yes. Uh, starting as a quarterback, he actually won a playoff game um, with a broken thumb this season. Like it, it, for the last what? Eight years he's been in California, maybe longer because I don't know where he's from and what high school, what area he's from. Now he's got to go to Detroit. And as somebody who lives in Chicago, this isn't like anti-Detroit. It's anti-cold. Like if I went from freaking L.A., which I've lived in L.A., and I got forcefully moved to Chicago um, where I live now or Detroit or Cleveland or insert your cold weather city – I'd be a little I'd be a little kind of bummed out. On top of that, sure. the Rams have been competitive outside of his rookie season, his whole career. Now he goes to Detroit where they're he's going to the coach that's talking about biting kneecaps in his his first press yeah, conference. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. Was, yo, two press conferences, by the way. The one from Detroit, and did you see the the guy mm. from Philadelphia? I forget I, his name. I didn't. No, I didn't. It was worse. <laughs> well, how could it, it be was, worse? It was worse. 
Hey, to, to you, Sean, and to the viewers at home, you need to check this out. All and right. forgive me for forgetting the guy's name, but he, it was yeah, just terrible. It was like a train wreck to watch. Oh, boy. I, oh, I'll, yeah, check it out, please. I'll go look at it. We've seen some whoppers at press conferences, Adam Gase being the most notable, Adam Gase with the Jets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, I got to say, you know, for my money, and I'll, I'll watch that. I can't remember. It starts with an S. He was like the offensive coordinator for Indianapolis. I know who the guy is, but I, you know, I just don't have the names committed to memory yet, these new head coaches. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, it, it's hard for me to believe that Campbell and Detroit can be overtaken. But if you say it was worse, I, I will go find that press conference and I would, watch it. I would love your opinion. Oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know after the show. But Please do. You know, Stafford, I feel like, I just think it was an odd trade. I really do. And I'll, I'll kick it to you, but here's my On thought. behalf? A little bit just of both. In general? Well, okay. I— no, it's not. It, it was uh, to me. I think the clear winner on this was was the Detroit Lions. And uh, I'm going to disagree with you. Go ahead. Okay, okay but I'll, let me let me lay the the groundwork, and then I know that. Let me say this. I I do agree because I know you're going to say that the Rams got better, and I do agree with that. But Stafford is 30, 31, 32, something like that. I think he'll be thirty two years old. And in this, in today's day and age, you know, he's probably got five good years left. Except we've seen him have two seasons of back fractures. That concerns yeah, me. Okay. Tony Romo's had that. I, I think that Golf and Stafford, the 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 value that they got, the the Detroit Lions got, they get Golf and two first round picks and a third. I don't even think Stafford by himself is worth that package. It's hard for me to like wrap my. I thought he would be worth a first, but two firsts. I'm like, wow, two firsts and a third. I'm like, eh, okay, that was stretching it. Two sure. firsts, a third. And Jared Goff, to me, a quarterback who has been to a, a Super Bowl, Matt Stafford hasn't. Not that he's been surrounded with a ton of talent in his career. I just thought that was weird. And so, like, for the Rams, I'm looking at this, like, you trade a ton of draft capital. And the Rams built their roster after they traded out for that RG3, you know, trade where they got all that draft capital. Ever since they've been getting rid of draft capital. You get rid of draft capital and you inherit the big quarterback contract. I don't know. I mean, I would make that package, that that trade package for a rookie who's still on his rookie deal for another couple seasons, and you have some financial flexibility. But this is, it was just a weird deal to me. The Rams gave up a ton, but they did get out from underneath the the golf contract, which I think was part of it. So let me swing it back to you. What do you think, man? Well, I personally think that Matt Stafford is maybe the best quarterback that's never really won anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been watching this guy play twice a year for a decade now, yeah. and I, I honestly think he's fantastic. Okay. I, I, I do. I think he's really good. And maybe it's just that he's been kind of dying in Detroit because, let, let's face it, they've had one player, Megatron, Calvin mm-hmm. Johnson, mm-hmm. and that was a while ago now. It was. And he retired, and that's really all he's ever had. Yeah. And let, let's face it, Detroit as an organization, it's not like they know what they're doing. Yeah, you know, so I think Matthew Stafford and I think the Rams are really going to benefit. And I definitely think that Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. Look, I, I, I maybe I haven't seen the guy play enough, but it's it's he's like a piece of warm toast. You know, like what, what has he ever done? I don't see it. And he's I was, got no personality. So let me ask you just yes or no. Um, is Matt Stafford better than Matt Ryan? Yes. Right now, anyways. Um, I think maybe five years I've, ago you could say it was a tie. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I just kind of always lump those two guys together. 
It's fair. Yeah. It's fair. Um, but I believe actually Stafford is younger, like considerably younger than oh, Matt he's Ryan. Oh, much five, younger. Like he three years, four or, years, something? I think it's about five or six. Oh, wow. Um, so Stafford puts up big-time numbers, and but for some reason it doesn't always equate to winning. And we get back to mm-hmm. the same point. Maybe it's just an organizational weight that is just so difficult to overcome. Well, I was talking about this with on the uh, Fancy Football Almanac show, one of my other podcasts, yesterday. And my co-host has said he was bringing up Stafford, and we were talking more about fantasy football-wise, but he was just like, well, look at what Stafford has had coaching. He's had four offensive coordinators in his career. He had Agreed. Of, of his coaches, Jim Caldwell, who I don't even like as a head coach, um, was arguably his best head coach, and they had the best years, and those were the 5,000-yard passing seasons and all that stuff. Like... I don't know. I, I don't, I, and I do think that the Rams get better, and that's ultimately what you want. And the Rams, you know, I would have liked it a lot better if the Rams kept their defensive coordinator who left and took the, the Chargers job. You know, I, I think the defense gets a little bit worse. The Rams' offense does get better. I mean, the one thing you can say is that Jared Goff, and we've talked about this, Jared Goff will play, I don't know, let's say nine weeks, nine of the games. He'll play well, and then... Sure. You know, maybe two or three of the weeks he'll play just average, and then a, the rest of the weeks he'll be awful. Yeah, he'll be invisible. He'll just be a destructive. Like ten for thirty-six there. for a hundred yards know, out just, of like just, nowhere. Out of nowhere, just terrible. Like he's never played the sport, and I've I've never been a big fan of his. And I, you know, maybe it turned me off when he got to the Super Bowl and only scored three points. So maybe yeah. I'm just bitter. That's that was fair. terrible. I, I I didn't like that. So maybe my my viewpoint on him has has been shifted because of that one game and and maybe it has right but i don't know man i don't ever see the guy like you know i bring this point up a lot when was the last time you ever said man did you see what jared goff did the other day nobody's ever said that and we say it constantly about aaron Rodgers, about russell wilson we can go down the line right and he's just not that guy and, and I think they become tired of him. And then the other thing about Stafford is he does routinely. I mean, you could count on two times a year he'll be down by 14 points going into the fourth quarter, and he'll come back and win the game. And he'll sling it. And he'll sling it. And, and you know, golf just has never really done that. Yeah. I, I feel like they're similar quarterbacks, but Stafford is better. I'm just worried about that back. I really am. Yeah, and, I, and I, that's fair enough. And I never like trading multiple first-round picks. I mean, there's sometimes when it would make sense. I mean, obviously, you would trade multiple first-round picks for, like, Patrick Mahomes or Russell. Sure, you know, sure. these guys. Stafford, I, I thought, was worth one one first, maybe a first and a third. And I know there were multiple teams sniffing around this thing. But let me be honest with you. If I'm Detroit right now, um, and by the way, the Rams, um, I noticed as soon as they made that trade, Bavada, their, um, their futures for the 2020, I guess, one-season Super Bowl played in 2022, like next year's Super Bowl, it goes. It, the odds went from plus eighteen hundred to plus fifteen hundred overnight. So the Rams are like mm-hmm. well thought of, uh, and that's good. I mean, if Stafford can be worth an extra four points per game, and the and the defense doesn't lose too much with losing their defensive coordinator, and that matters, by the way. Ask Chicago Bears sure. fans after Fangio left town. Um, it's going to be interesting. I also man. think that's the. I think that's the system for Stafford. Yeah, I think that's gonna really. I yeah, I do. I think the the play calling that they do over there, the the motion stuff and the yeah. the ingenuity. I think that's gonna play right into Stafford's hands, and I think they're gonna be really good. To be honest, well, he'll have the best running game 
Uh, you know, Cam Akers, by the end of the season, was really good in the running game. They have Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, who are good receivers. Maybe those guys are great receivers, and maybe Goff was even holding them back a little bit. Hey, well, exactly, exactly. Right? And, and I think maybe that's where the Rams are coming from. Maybe yeah. that's what they saw. You can't just have a... You can't say you 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 know you have the guy at quarterback when, like you said, for six weeks out of the the year he drastically underperformed. Yeah, and it's very clear that he had costed them that. Victory. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you know, there's multiple games where you look and say he wasn't good today, and that's why we didn't win. Yeah, I, I just it's. I just keep coming back to the compensation. I mean, I, I think Detroit sure. really won the deal. And getting back to what I was going to say, if I'm Detroit, I try to flip staff uh, golf at this point. I try to flip golf because you have the contract. By the way, you know, as part of this contract, I always talk about like untradeable contracts and dead money and all that. Detroit has paid the dead money on Stafford's contract. The Rams have paid the dead money on golf's contract. So the Rams literally can flip Jared Goff and not incur any more cap penalty. Now, obviously, they won't have a quarterback on their roster, but do they need one next season? Are they really going to be competing with the Bears and the Vikings and the Packers next season? No, they're not. I don't no, see that not. happening. It's going to take probably, in today's NFL, if the co- if Campbell, if they really hit on him as a head coach, it's going to take two seasons for them to be back in playoff competition. Um, if they sure. didn't hit on him, it, you know, hit a home run with him, it's going to take three. So get, get rid of him. I think Goff, on the open market today... I mean, think about Chicago. I think I think golf is way better than Trubisky, personally. Um, I'm, yeah, I do too. I, he would. I golf, don't think that says much. Yeah, neither do I. But I think he would work in New England. I think the price would be too high. But I think golf for Detroit, if you can get a second or two seconds, I think two seconds is a fair, you know, kind of sticking price for the for the Lions. But if you can get a second round pick, shoot, shoot I'd take two thirds. Flip them. Get more draft picks. Get more. Get more. It's a rebuild. Sure, sure. And they sure. need yeah. they I, need I see that strategy. They need talent. I mean, we saw Cleveland. I mean, no, go the, ahead. Brad. The problem with Detroit over the past ten years is that they they've had Stafford, so it's like they're too good to do a rebuild. Yeah, you know, they're assuming we have a good quarterback and we we need to build around him, but for some reason they haven't done that. So uh, to your point, it could benefit them to do a full rebuild. Yeah, just I mean, start over. We saw it work in Cleveland, and we've seen it work in Miami. Right. It works. It works. It, it works. It does work. So it's going you know, to be to, wild. To your point in Cleveland, look, look at what what the Browns gave Baker. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nick Chubb and the receivers, and they actually filled him and surrounded him with with great talent. I think they maybe had the, the first or second best offensive line in the league. Yeah, and Detroit never did that for Stafford. No. And the one good player they had. He retired prematurely, didn't he? He was yeah. probably sick of Detroit's BS. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm certain, yeah. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald, um, who I believe is walking away this year, mm. you know, he he played for years, but he had a couple of different cycles. You had the Kurt Warner years with Wizenhunt. Yeah, right. Then right. you had Arians come in, and then you got this new young guy um, come in. And, and so as, as bad as the Cardinals were when we were growing up, Brad, you know, up into our 20s and stuff, sure. it started getting interesting in our mid-20s. And sure. so Fitzgerald would just be like, yeah, I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to have some fun. You know, I'll do one more year. And this this year, I believe, I haven't actually seen the news, but I heard he has already announced his retirement. I don't, oh, know, if that's, that right? I don't know if that's true or not because I didn't see it. I thought that would be a bigger thing. I don't remember hearing that. I haven't yeah. seen that yet. But anyway, um, in fact, when I was looking last night, I saw an article saying he should hang it up, but I didn't see that. But anyway... I mean, Fitz, like, if he wants to come back and 
see if he can keep that catch streak going and catch Rice. I mean, he's actually yeah, really right. close to Rice in a couple statistical right. categories. So it's a big deal, man. And it's a fun offense, and he doesn't have to carry the load because they got DeAndre Hopkins, and I even like Christian Kirk. He can be the third receiver there and just have fun if he wants. Yeah, sure. Yeah, anyway. Uh, but, yeah, Megatron, you know, they just never made it interesting enough for him. Barry Sanders pr- retired prematurely. I know, I know. It's like Detroit. Exactly. They're snake bitten by this. You have the franchise quarterback who throws for 5,000 yards every year, and they trade him away. They mutually part yeah, ways, right. you know? Wild. Anyway. Not let, a good sign. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but I, full rebuild is what they need to do. It works. Yeah, it works. I man. agree with that. And get a quarterback on a rookie deal. I don't like this golf. He, he's making too much money I, for I him. Dig, yeah, I dig that, dude. I dig that strategy for sure. Uh, let's see here. We got the um, – there's a big game this weekend, Brad. Big game. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. 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 We got the Kansas City Chiefs uh, versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the line uh, last week, Bovada opened up at minus three and a half. Kansas City minus three and a half, technically at Tampa Bay. I guess really at Tampa Bay as well. Um, yeah. It's hard for me to wrap my head around Tampa Bay playing that game effectively at home. But the first time we get a team playing at home in the Super Bowl is the COVID year where there's only 20% occupancy. So it's not like fans are going to be able to like, you know, elbow their way in. Dodd, right? Yeah. So like this, it should kind of even be a home field advantage, but I don't believe it will be a home field advantage. Right. I don't believe so either. But I really don't think it matters. I did hear that the NFL was giving away like 7,500 tickets to like first responders, nurses and all that stuff is kind of a thing. But in the Tampa area, that's what I'm wondering. If if those are Tampa area, then it will be, it will definitely be a, you know, kind of a home team crowd as much as it can be. But it's sure. not going to be like the, the stadium shaken and that they can't hear audibles and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's just not, not going to be, be that, that loud. Not even close. Well, anyway, the, the line um, it got bet down. There have been some big bets. Um, let me ask you this, man. So I've been paying attention to the press. I haven't really been seeing anybody pick Kansas City. <laughs> Everybody's kind of moving to Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. Do you find that odd? Uh, I don't because that's kind of where I'm leading. Really? Yeah, only because... Tom Brady's a winner. That's just what yeah. he does. That's just what he does. And it's like, well, which which is which is cuter, trying to pick against uh, the fifteen and one Chiefs or, or pick against Tom Brady? I yeah. don't know, man. Chiefs and fourteen and is- fourteen and two, by the way, because they didn't play their starters at all oh, in the okay. last game. Yeah. But yes, are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure they 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 got actually blown out or handled by the oh, Chargers, okay. but they didn't play their starters. I mean, they clearly were just trying yeah. not to get injured in that game. You yeah, know? Right. so, right. but yeah, I mean. I don't find it too odd, man. I really don't. And also, you know, they, they I think they played in week seven or eight, something like that. And the the Chiefs started out on fire, but yeah. the Bucks kind of figured it out. Yeah. And I think they ended up losing by maybe a point or a field no, goal. They lost they were... by a field goal. And yeah, I believe okay. that line was also opened up. If I remember correctly, I believe that line was also three and a half. Um, and I picked Kansas City, and I was feeling real good about that pick. I, I put money on it, and then Tampa Bay back, came back and closed the gap. Here's my thinking on the game. And, like, last year, remember, we were talking about Kansas City and San Francisco. I couldn't make a pick, and this was the last podcast of the week for me before the Super Bowl, and I finally came around and picked Kansas City. This year, I feel a little bit more strongly. I'm on Kansas City um, to cover. And the reason is this, and we've, we've talked about this all year long, is Kansas City, they were 14-1. and one, Right, they would have been fifteen to one if they cared about that Chargers game. They would have. Sure. Um, they they, and week in and week out, they just didn't play their best football. And yeah, I, I, know. I I probably watched every single Kansas City Chiefs game because I'm somebody who gravitates toward offense. I just love watching a good offense play. And I'm watching the Chiefs week in and week out. I'm just like they're not 
like trying. They'll try yeah, for like right. a quarter or a quarter and a half. And it's so weird. they they came out against Tampa Bay and they eviscerated. Now Tampa Bay responded. Todd Bowles, great defensive coach, responded by basically bracketing Tyreek Hill and bracketing Travis Kelsey, double covering both of those guys, right? Which leaves single coverage and gaps and everything else. They're like, I mean, let me say this, okay? I, I understand what happened in Tampa Bay, uh, or I'm sorry, in that in that game. And Tampa Bay definitely dominated the last two and a half. I mean, dominated sure. those last dominated. two and a half quarters. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think Kansas City let their foot off the gas. I think that they also decided, hey, we got this lead. Let's just not throw the ball into double coverage a lot. You know, let's preserve the lead. They held on. They won the game. And they showed up. It's almost like Kansas City. This is what they've been doing to me this year. They're playing a good team. They've played Buffalo. They played Baltimore. They'll they'll come out. They'll show up. And they'll play really hard for a little bit. And they'll be like, yeah, we're better. I know. I know. I know. We're better. Let's go off the dogs. Yeah, it does appear that way. And they are better. And they they are. are better. Right. So even if I end up taking Tampa to cover, it doesn't mean I don't think the Chiefs are better. I just think that Tom Brady has some Jesus-like way about him where he's just going to will his his crew. Ironically, Brad, I, I feel as good about this pick as I have felt in a Super Bowl since the New England-Philadelphia Super Bowl where I picked New England, and I loved yeah, that sure. pick. Which I'm still bitter about yeah. Al River on over not overturning that uh, Alshon Jeffrey touchdown because that that actually cost me a, so, a pretty so, good mint. Oh yeah. So do you um do you think that the the Chiefs are going to just lay it on them? Is that the the type of game you foresee? I don't think it's a lay on type game. I, the way I see it, I say the Chiefs win every every quarter by like three to seven points. Sure. So that sure, doesn't sure. feel like you know we'll be in like the third quarter and the Chiefs will be up like ten points or something like that. And you'd feel like uh, Tampa Bay could just shift the momentum, and then by the end of the game, do. the Chiefs won by like eighteen. Yeah, you sure. know, I f- sure. that's that's just how I feel, and I think it's because look, Tampa Bay, and you you know this from watching that Tampa Bay Green Bay game. You Tampa Bay's excellent against the run, and they were excellent against Kansas City's run the last time. Kansas City doesn't give a crap. They don't get. Yeah, you're right. They don't care. It has nothing to do with their offense. It has literally. It, Kansas like okay, you yeah, want right, to take my right. run? Okay. All right, that's well, fine. we don't really even have to run. It's true. That's a very yeah. good point. You know, a team like Green Bay, they they want to get the run going. Mm-hmm. They need to get the run and the play action involved. And, and you take that away, they're not the same. And another thing schematically, why I thought that the Packers were in trouble, why I ultimately picked Tampa Bay, um, was that the way Aaron Rodgers uses Devontae Adams, and especially when under stress situations, which I'm noticing more now, when he's stressed and he's feeling pressure, he, he fi- I mean, he's focused on him when things are good you start to see Tunyon and Valdez Scantling like all this stuff when he's stressed it's Devontae Adams let where is he let me throw I know I'm with you he does do that and uh Tampa Bay like they're ready for what they did they were ready the first time they played they're ready the second time they played Tariq Hill I don't see how you get ready for him yeah yeah I don't I don't think you do I really don't you're right because I think they put him anywhere the guy is just He's a little wizard out there, man. He just can do he everything. He can be everywhere, and he can make every play. And he's a different—not to say that he's better than Devontae, although maybe he is. It's just a different effectiveness, you know, a different skill set, which is tough to, to compete against. Yeah, I like the little wizard. That's like the perfect uh, definition, Yeah, he's a little magician out there, man. He's just— <sighs> Yeah, he's everywhere. He's all. He's everywhere at all times. It's amazing. It is. It is amazing. And um, if they double cover, and here's the other thing about this is this is Andy Reid coaching the Kansas City Chiefs. In our life, in our history of watching football, 
I mean, he's probably the best offensive coach in our era of watch the last 20 to 25 years of, of football. Fair he's probably the best offensive coach. And Belichick is, I think, the GOAT. And I say, always say Andy Reid is 1A for me. Like, Andy Reid saw what Todd Bowles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were trying to do. And it was effective the first time they played. And I'm sure they'll come out and they'll try to do those things. Andy Reid's going to be prepared for this. I do not believe that even double covering Tariq Hill, they can't figure out how to get him in space. I know. I agree. I don't think there's anything you can do to keep that guy from getting in space. And San Francisco did it really well in the Super Bowl last year until like three minutes left in the game. Sure. And he caught the most the crippling pass. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and Travis Kelsey, they're going to try to do the same thing. Kelsey is going to get Kelsey. You know, what are you going to double cover him with two linebackers? It doesn't matter. Sure. So it's going to be interesting. I feel like an unsung kind of guy is like Sammy Watkins or McCole Hardman or one of these guys is going to be available. And if they're double cover, let me tell you, schematically, if they're taking two people out of the rest of the field, I mean, basically you're playing on, you know, uh, your other, let's say, two players for them. So there's nine left. Nine on seven. You're sure. playing nine on seven. They're, they're single covering everybody else, and they're hoping that a defensive end can come cover the flat against a running back. I see running backs, um, like screen passes are going to be more open. I see, um, you know, these guys like McCole Hardman, Tariq Hill is going to be run up the sideline. This guy that's like, who the hell is this McCole Hardman? 90% of the U.S. is going to say. He's just going to be sitting there 10 yards down the field catching catching balls and then stepping out of bounds right. all game. Right. So it's it's gonna be, dude. It's gonna be a good game. And look, I, I think Tampa. We've been saying all year, man. Tampa Bay could win a Super Bowl, and it wouldn't shock me if they did. I just feel really good about the way Kansas City, if they choose to play four quarters, I think they I think they outlast Tampa Bay's offense. Yeah. Well, it. you know, it's an odd thing that there is no reason to not feel good about Kansas City. They they've been the best team in the league for what three years now. Yeah. At least two. We've known that. Yeah. Everybody has known that and will admit that. Um, no matter how hot they look or how efficient they look, they're, they are the best team and they should win this game. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason not to feel good about them. It's not like yep. they're missing anybody or they have any holes. They don't have any holes. And I think to your point, the, the greatest advantage they do have is they don't have to run. Yeah. They, they, they just don't. And that was an excellent point you made. I hadn't considered that, but it's true. And so that's going to neutralize what Tampa likes to do on defense. Yeah, and and like Tampa Bay, you have to attack. You have to have an offensive line. Give your quarterback enough time to work fifteen yards and out down the field. I know Kansas City know. can do that, and not only that, but with Tariq Hill and McCole Hardman, who I mentioned, and Watkins, and these guys, these guys, it doesn't take them as long to get fifteen yards down the field. Exactly. You know, it, 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 you you have probably like three tenths of a second advantage over other teams. And then the other thing I like, we haven't even talked about the Tampa Bay's defense is great. And the offense, both of these teams are great. They're great teams. I love this matchup. It's going to be a great game, but Kansas city's defense has been getting better every single week of the season. Yeah. Right. Right. True. No one talks about them because you know, the offense is so dynamic. It's very Mm -hmm. underrated. They have two good defensive linemen and coaching that defensive line is Steve Spagnola. Uh Right. Who got, who got the Giants twice to get under Tom Brady's skin in a Super Bowl. They know what to do. Can they execute? And Tampa Bay's offensive line is good, so I don't really know. And I believe that Tampa Bay's defensive line is actually better than the Kansas City Chiefs' offensive line. So, I mean, this isn't a foregone conclusion, but I just think, look, man, I don't think this Tampa Bay— I'm I'm wondering, I mean— you know how the Chiefs like to play it. Do you think there's a chance that they could be down 14-0 the Chiefs? You know how they do that. 
They could. They could, they right? Could. They could. Just and I would be, be let me tell you, if that happens, I'll be logging on to Bavada if they have live uh, betting, and I will yeah, be I will right. be taking the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> you would be a smart man to do so. Yeah, I mean, like the Chiefs, they could fall down 14 now. They could fall down 20 nothing, And I still would think, oh, yeah, they could come back and win. Let me yeah, say this. Sure. It, you know, it, we, we both really respect the hell out of this Tampa Bay defense. Are they better than last year's San Francisco 49ers defense going into the Super Bowl? I would say so. I would say no. No, you don't think so? I don't think so. I guess I With don't remember that. Nick Bosa and, like, um, I can't remember oh, the other guys' yeah, names. Okay. So, I mean, those guys were in on Patrick Mahomes like all day. I do wonder what the toe will be because you know he does have to have some mobility to escape. You know, because <laughs> you know, I mean, Tampa Bay has some really, really good guys on defense, and uh, dude, it's gonna be a fun. Game. I love their defense. I'm it's excited to watch this. Yeah, me too. I think it's gonna be closer than people assume, and I think it's gonna go back and forth, and there's gonna be drama and storylines within the game. I think it's just gonna be incredible. All right, so give me your pick then. Uh, once again, Bovada has Kansas City minus three versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, look, man, I, I just have to take the the greatest living human to ever be created. I have to. <laughs> I can't I can't go against them. Um, I'm taking Kansas City. You're taking Tampa Bay. We'll see what happens. I, I understand I the logic. I, I understand the logic. Yeah, and they, right, it, right. it is it's a good not matchup. Like a foolish take. No, it's not. It's not. Um, let me let me get to this. Over, under. I'm just going to do some rapid fire on some of these, um, you know, other bets and, and th- everything. So the other over, under to me is actually a little bit, seems a little bit high because I do think the defenses are playing well, but it's 56 and a half. Do you think this is going to yeah. be a high scoring game? So both, it would have to be like a 29 to 28 type game to go yeah, over. I think it's going to be something like that. You well, do. I at least think, I think that definitely it could be like that. Big time shootout. I'm on the under. I, I feel like it's going to be more like, 30 to 20. Like, I, I think we'll get to 50, but I don't think we'll get past 56. I don't know, but I, I certainly wouldn't mind if we got like a 35 to 34 sure. game or something like that. It'd be cool. But... As long as we don't get 16 to 3. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Terrible. Yeah. God, it's, uh, Last year, I was looking forward to the game, but I knew it was going to be kind of a weird game because of San Francisco's defense. This game, it could give us anything. I'm more excited about the Super Bowl that I've been, I can't even remember how long, maybe since the Green Bay-Pittsburgh Super Bowl. Because it's like Brady. It's like I've seen that story before. But now Brady on the box gives it a little bit of I new know. energy, right? It's cool. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. It's cool. very cool. Here's, a one, here's one I like. Second half line, not first half. Second half line is Kansas City minus .5. Okay. Well, that's odd. What can we take away from that? Um, Tie game, I guess. I think what it is, is everybody you know saw what Tampa Bay did in the second half last time, and if Tampa Bay is playing, sure. for, if they're playing from behind as people predict they might be, maybe they have to come back and win the game. But I still like Kansas City in the second half. If you're telling Kansas City for two quarters, they only have to show up for like half of that. Well, maybe the theory is is that Kansas City will get a nice lead and then not really have to do much. Yeah, just kind of stay stay even with the Bucks in the second half. Yeah, like they did that first matchup. Yep, yep, yep. So do you like the uh, – who do you think is going to win the second half or do you think it will be tied? I think the Bucs will actually win the second half. You're pretty much lock and step with my co-host from the Fantasy Football Almanac so far, uh, which is good. It's fun to get different opinions. Cool. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to some player props. I'm going to give you four players. Will they or will not or will they not score a touchdown? So all they have to do is score one touchdown. It doesn't matter a quarter and all that stuff, all right? Okay. Travis Kelsey, will he score a touchdown? Yes. I agree with that. 
Bavada has him at minus 165 to get in the end zone, which is, to me, like a touchdown line. That's a that's not a lot of value in a touchdown line. You usually see those at pluses. I'll give you another one. Tariq Hill, does he score a touchdown in this game? I think he absolutely does. I agree with you as well. That is also minus 165. The only players in the entire game that are at minus odds, uh, Kelsey and Hill, and I think that's, you know, there's good reason for that. Does Gronkowski score a touchdown? Yes, he does. I agree with you, man. I like Gronk. Yeah. I like yeah, Gronk to get in the end zone. Um, I, and I think, like, we've been seeing in Tampa Bay use Cameron Brait a lot more. Another theory I have is that Tampa Bay's skill play, you know Brady, you know, he'll have nerves, but he knows how to use them and, and do well. I don't think he's going to be tight at all. I don't think Gronk's going to be either. tight. I think the other players, I think other players are going to be tight. So I think Tampa Bay would be very wise to get Gronk integrated early, move Agreed. the chains, let those 100%. other players settle down. Get him working early, for sure. So, like, he hasn't really been used. They've been using him as a blocker. He's been on the field all the time. But you've been using him as a blocker. He's got to be running routes. And the last time they played, he had over 100 yards. So I like the Gronk uh, props this week. And another thing I like about this is, of the four players I mentioned, he has the best odds in terms of getting paid out. It's uh, Gronk is at plus 225, according to Bavada, to get in the Mm. end zone, which Mm. I like that quite a bit. And then I'll give you one more player. Mike Evans, does he get in the end zone, yes or no? No. I agree with that, actually. I do. Um, I think Tampa Bay Tampa Bay's touchdowns are going to be harder earned. I see more like a Fournette. Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller out of nowhere. Not at the yeah. end of the first half this time, but... Yeah. Nah. Excuse Sorry, me, I have to open my mouth a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I know. All right, let's get to some other stuff. Um, stuff that this is literally just like a coin toss. I mean, you can't really plan on this. There's nothing, but I always like doing these things. First, after kickoff. So not not on the broadcast, but after kickoff, between the games and all that stuff. First head coach shown on TV. Will it be Reed or Arians? Definitely Reed. Think so? Yeah. I don't really okay. know. I never get this one right. I'm also taking Andy Reed. I think he'll be on there. Um, coin toss. Will it be heads or tails? Oh, it's definitely tails. Anyone that says otherwise is idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is like uh, these you just be- don't know the game. <laughs> you don't know the game. You don't know the game. I'm taking the push. <laughs> taking the push. It's going to land on its side. Anyway. They just um, have no idea what they're doing. Uh, I always take tails this year. I'm going to take heads just to screw around. Um, okay, so they have a poet. The poet that read um, a poem in the um, in the inauguration for Joe Biden, they have that yeah. same poet for reasons completely unknown to me. Reading a poem yeah. at some point, I'm thinking before kickoff, before National Anthem. They have a poet reading a poem. I have no idea why this would be. The over-under, Brad. The over... (laughs) The over-under for the length of time of this poem is 284 and a half seconds, which is 4 minutes and 24 and a half seconds, Brad. Over-under this poem. Well, let's all just pray for the under. (laughs) So my my co-host my co-host said bizarre. My co-host said it better be the under. It better be the under. It better be the under. And I that couldn't agree weird. more. Weird. Two hundred and eighty-four and a half seconds. There better not be four four and a half minutes of poetry. Long time. Poetry. Man. Hey, I like the arts. I don't mind poetry. It's just a little odd to me. Yeah, it just bizarre. doesn't seem doesn't, to fit. Doesn't here. exactly line up. Um, Clyde Edwards Elaire, running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, his first rushing attempt against the Tampa Bay De- uh, Buccaneers defense. Will it be over or under three and a half yards? Under. I agree, man. I I feel like that line should actually be three yards. He, he, I think he had like six carries for nine yards the last time they played. I just 
Tampa Bay's defense, like, they'll run occasionally. They're going to have, like, 10 runs in this game outside of Mahomes' scrambles. First team to score a touchdown, Brad. Who is it? Uh, I think it's Tampa. You think Tampa scores a touchdown first? Yep. yep. Could be. I do. Brady to Gronk? Yes, I do. I think they come out and they look spectacular on their first drive. Yeah, and I, I let me tell you, man, like, I want to see, if I'm a Tampa fan, I want to see Gronk get, like, three catches, 40 yards on that oh, first yeah. drive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just set the pace, set the set tone. The, set the tone. It'll settle everybody get down. Get him involved. If, get him cranked up and rowdy. Where are you going to be watching the Super Bowl? I might go to the Wolf of Tarpon Springs. Oh, yeah? I might make the trip, yeah. You going to text mm-hmm. with me if you're there? Because if I see in the first – let me just say this. I, you don't have to text with me during the game. But if I freaking see Cameron Brate running routes and Gronkowski blocking and that first drive, no. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm I know. lose my I mind. Know. I like Brate. I do. I do. But in this but moment – you're right, man. Get, get Gronkowski involved. This is what he does. This is his time. This is a funny bet that I actually find a lot of value. I find a lot of betters value in this bet, Brad. First nostrils of a head coach seen on camera will it be Andy Reid or Bruce or Arians. First nostrils seen, right? Well, does Andy Reid wear that face guard as opposed to the mask? No, he will be wearing a mask. He will be wearing a mask. Uh huh. So we're essentially not allowed to see them. So we're only going to see them once they celebrate. I don't know. This is, I don't know. Arians. Arians. <laughs> I find a lot of value in this one, Brad. I'll tell you why. Andy Reid, I've been seeing all year long that it looks like he's wearing a men's G-string on his face. I th- Seriously. I think it's a Kansas <sighs> City Chiefs men's G-string on his face. And this thing is held by like a, a forehead strap. And sure. like, it's like, he's like Bane from the Batman movie. Yeah. This thing is not moving. We are going to see Arians' nostrils first. This is like, of all these bets, even more than Kansas City minus three, I feel so strongly that we're going to see Bruce Arians' nostrils that I'm going to put some serious money on that. that. It's got to be Arians. I like that bet. All right. um, These are the fun ones to me. So halftime show, The weekend is performing. And, you know, they always do the mashups, have some artists come in from out of nowhere. Um, Over or under number of songs sung? Eight. Bovada has eight for the over/under song sung or sampled during the game uh, broadcast. Go under. You know what? I went there too because like this isn't like U two or you know pick your band, pick your huge band, Bruno Mars, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. This isn't them. This is the weekend. They really have one huge song and then a couple other ones. I think we're gonna get like longer performances from yep. these more recognizable yep, songs. So I'm on the under on that, Brad. See this? This is just some logic going into these. Um, I like this. Yeah. I don't know why. I have no idea why. <laughs> this might outside of the nostril one. This is my favorite. Will Kenny G. Brad make an appearance on the halftime performing stage? Kenny G. and The Weekend. Will he make yes. an appearance? Yes, You're he with. Will. Why? Why do you think that? Because The Weekend's latest release was a remake with Kenny G. Kenny G added Kenny G to one of his songs. So I could uh, see Kenny G out there busting one out. Oh my goodness. We will see. That would be wild. The line that on that, Bavada is at minus 450 um, on the no. Plus 275 on the yes, Brad, if you're looking at that. That's a nice mm-hmm. payout, man. It's more than double. Absolutely. Kenny G will be representing. One of the staples of the Tom Brady Super Bowl. Over, under, one and a half times Giselle will be shown on TV. Over. 
Hundred percent over. I always feel like you got to go the over, and I think it was the it was either the Rams. It was Brad, the Rams one. It, it was they, like yeah. they didn't have any shows. I'm just like, is Giselle even at this game? Yeah, right. Right. And then right at the end, they showed her cut away, showed her again showed two her. times. Yeah. You yeah. hit the yeah. over. Oh, I felt so good about that one. It's gonna happen again, man. You might not see her for three quarters. She'll but you'll show get up her towards the end of the game. You got to put her on TV. There's it's it's at it's at twenty percent occupancy. You got to have Giselle. Got to put her on. Got to yeah. put her on TV. Who else are you going to show? Kenny G? Yeah. Uh, Arian's wife. All right. So I don't have a time. <laughs> I don't have a time on the national anthem. You know, usually they say over or under like two and a half minutes. Or something. I don't have yeah. a time on that. But however long the national anthem is, let's just say it's two minutes, but whatever it is, will the will the will uh, there be a scoring drive at less time than that? Yes. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I mean, a team's going to get the ball with like 50 seconds left in the first half. They're going to come down and get a field goal. I'm with you on that. Yep, yep. Uh, last one I got here. Um, this is an interesting one. Who will be penalized first for holding? And remember, Brad, that can be offensive line holding, or that could be uh, defensive backs holding a wide receiver. Who's penalized first? Which team? Tampa. Yeah, I went Kansas City because I feel like the offensive line will hold. It's either it's either going to be Tampa holding a receiver or, or you know, because I don't. I think the Tampa Bay offensive line is good enough; they don't have to hold early. Sure. But it's that, that one's a fun one. So there you go, man. There's the whole set. We ready? We got a bunch of games, so we'll be back next week talking about uh, you know basically the Super Bowl that was, and uh, I hope it's a lot of fun. I hope it's a close game. I don't think it will be. I'm on Kansas City. Brad's on Tampa Bay, but um, I hope it's close. Me too, man. Close Super Bowls are the best. And I hope there's a lot of points. I don't want yeah. to see both defenses dominating here. I don't want another New England yeah, Rams. Yeah, I, I know. I don't think that's going to happen. Brutal. All right. On that note, man, you got anything else to say to the uh, crowd before we head out? Nah, I got really nothing to say to anybody. You got to bet on Arians' nostrils. You got to. All right. Yeah, that's the bet. That's the bet. Everyone at home, don't be silly. That's the bet. That's bet of the, the week. Bet. That's the whip. All right, man. Uh, on that note, everybody have a great week. Go out and make some bets. Get paid. You want to get paid? Then get paid. Sean and Brad help you with the games. From the fantasy to the gambling. We the NFL experts help you win. You better tune in for the two hosts. They know everything from the players to the coaches. So get paid on a Sunday. Because the team right here know the game the most. From Shottown to the Florida coast. Got swag. Got butter with the toast. Brad's a washed up model. Don't hate on that. Sean writes the fantasy football almanac. So quit that losing. Time to win. We talk fantasy or real. Whatever you win, you're gonna wish this podcast never ends. Now get ready for the best show to begin. Let's go.